I'm Anna. I'm Riley. This is Ill-Advised Stories. Written by my dad. It's my dad too! <laughs> we have our allowance now. Abby goes to the gas station. Abby loved everything about her papa. Everything except one thing. And that one thing was so gross it ruined everything else. It could be dangerous too. She decided to do something about it. Abby didn't spend as much time with her papa, who was her grandfather on her father's side, as she did with her oma and opa. See, papa still worked. He was a handyman. His office was a beaten up old van full of tools that always sounded like it was about to break down. But that was okay, because papa could fix anything. When the heat wasn't working in their house, he'd be in their basement in the middle of the night swearing at the boiler. When the roof was leaking, he'd be up on a ladder swearing at the shingles. And when the toilet backed up, you guessed it, he was right there with a wrench in one hand and a plunger in the other. Surprisingly, there was very little cursing on the night of the toilet. That was because the bathroom wasn't far from Abby's room. So Papa kept his colorful comments to a minimum. Plus, he didn't want to make Abby feel bad, even though she was the one responsible for that particular mess. As it turns out, you can't flush an orange. Even the little ones. Louie, Abby's stuffed elephant, had warned her before she pulled the handle. Fruit is good for children, but bad for toilets, he'd said. That's right, Bluey could talk. He was small in size, but he had a big voice that only Abby could hear. She should have listened to her fuzzy best friend. Or maybe she should have just eaten the orange, like her mother told her to. But sometimes kids make mistakes. By the way, it wasn't the cursing that Abby didn't like about her papa. He always tried to keep it down while Abby was within earshot. Unfortunately, Abby had really good hearing. They were lucky Papa was always willing to help when there was a problem at the house. Occasionally, though, he came over just to watch Abby. It wasn't very often. It was very different from when Oma and Opa watched her. See, Papa was always moving, always on a mission, right up until he wasn't. During those times that he stopped working or moving, those quiet times that he spent with Abby, Papa would fall asleep. It didn't matter where he was either, outside on the deck or inside in a chair, even in a hard wooden one playing checkers. Papa's eyes would droop down and close, and his head would fall into his hands. Then he'd be out. Okay, that happened once, but Abby remembered it well. She'd been considering her next move, taking her time. When she heard Bluey ask, Is he still alive? She looked up to see her papa with his eyes closed, breathing slowly. I think so, she said, taking her turn and saying, Papa, king me. He grumbled something, then he kept on sleeping. Officially, Abby counted that as a win. Papa had even done the sleeping thing in his van a few times. Thankfully, only when it wasn't moving, though people would still come over and check on him since he had a tendency to do it in public parking lots. So when Papa came over to watch Abby, she spent a lot of time alone, sometimes listening to him snore. This wasn't the thing that bothered Abby about Papa either. The thing she really didn't like about him, the thing that ruined everything else, was his odor. Papa was very smelly, and it wasn't from his sweat or the tuna fish sandwiches he made. It was from something much worse. See, the gross thing, the nasty thing he did was smoke cigars. He always had one on him, hanging from his mouth or stuck behind his ear, sometimes lit and sometimes just there. They were the little cheap ones that you could buy at a gas station, and they smelled awful. What's worse is they made everything else stink, including the van that Papa drove. 
Whenever Papa came over, he'd take a few minutes every hour to go outside and smoke. Then he'd come in smelling worse. It didn't matter if he was fixing the washing machine or having family dinner. At some point, he'd have to step outside. Even on cold nights, he'd put on a heavy jacket to light his stink sticks on the deck. He was even worse on nice days. Then the cigars never went away. Her dad and Papa had built the deck last summer. Papa had a cigar hanging from his mouth the entire time, puffing out smoke like a tailpipe. Why would anyone want to light a little fire right under their nose? That seems very dangerous. What is the point? Bluey asked from across the yard. Abby had wanted to see what her dad and Papa were doing, but Bluey didn't want to be anywhere near that cigar. I don't think there is one. In fact, I'm pretty sure those things are bad for you. They hurt your lungs, she said. And everyone else's too, not to mention how they make my fur smell. Abby's parents tried talking Papa out of smoking. Her dad had begged for years for her father to quit, but Papa was set in his ways and wasn't about to change. The only time her dad had ever gotten him to put one down was when they were working on the riding lawnmower. Papa had leaned over the gas tank with a lit cigar, while Abby and Bluey were sitting behind the wheel, pretending to drive. Abby's dad had freaked out, pushing his father back and yelling, Hey, watch it! I swear, I don't know how I made it past twelve. Papa had looked embarrassed. He put out his cigar and apologized. Later that night, Abby asked her dad why he'd gotten so mad. Her father explained that putting together a gas tank and anything hot, especially cigars, was a terrible idea. What's so bad about it? She asked her dad. Is it because they both smell bad? Bluey wondered. Abby agreed. They did both have a terrible odor, but she couldn't imagine that being the reason why. Gasoline is highly flammable. It could ignite or explode, her dad explained. But isn't that what a car runs on? Abby asked. Well, yes, but it's contained in the gas tank and in the engine. In fact, an engine works by making small controlled explosions in the cylinders, her dad explained. He told her a bunch of other stuff about how engines work. Pistons and spark plugs, air intakes and flywheels. But Abby wasn't listening anymore. She was distracted by Bluey's whimpering. And I used to like car rides. I guess that's over now. Abby was wondering how it'd be not having her best friend on long trips anymore. Her father saw that look on his daughter's face. Don't worry, kiddo. Our car is safe. It's not going to explode or catch fire. In fact, the only time gas is dangerous is when it's outside, like at the gas station. So you need oxygen, which is in the air, for anything to burn. You need an ignition source, too. Just a little spark can do it. That's why they have all those warning signs at the pumps. You're not even supposed to be on your cell phone. Her dad was still talking while Bluey asked, What does making a phone call have to do with exploding? Don't tell me they can burst into flames, too. Abby thought about asking her dad, but one, she'd have to interrupt him, and two, she was worried it'd lead to a long explanation. Her dad was still in the middle of telling her about the fire suppression systems they had at gas stations. You can see it. There's a little switch that the man behind the counter can pull if there's ever a fire at the pumps. It'll put out anything that's burning. Her dad said a bunch of other stuff, too, but that was the part Abby held on to. Back to the van. It was Papa's favorite place to smoke, so it was covered everywhere with a thin layer of gray ash. Papa liked to ask Abby to go get his tools for him. She'd always do it because she liked being helpful and because things like caulk guns and hammers were neat. You could get crafty with that sort of stuff. 
As an elephant, Bluey wasn't into tools. He preferred his things factory-made, and he'd rather go anywhere than in Papa's dirty old van. Abby's parents were of the same mind as the elephant. Their problem wasn't the grime and dirt, or the fact that the van was always just about to break down, or the way it swayed on the road like the tires weren't on right. Their problem was that it had no seats. Well, that's not exactly true. It had front seats, but no back ones. Papa had taken them out to make more room for his tools. So if it were up to Abby's parents and her elephant, she'd never go for a ride with Papa. The only problem was that Abby had started taking dance lessons. Usually it was Oma that took her, but she hadn't been feeling well, and Opa was busy in the afternoon giving music lessons. Abby's parents didn't want her to quit, so they did the one thing they didn't want to and asked Papa to drive her. Magically, when Papa showed up, he had a single seat in the back. It was old and worn out and smelt musty as if it had been sitting in a garage for the past couple of years, which is exactly where it had been. Papa tried to clean it. He tried to patch the holes where the squirrels had gone digging. Now part of the seat was made of duct tape, but the seat belt was still good, and that was the most important thing. Abby's mom had to go to work. She hugged Papa when he came to the house and hugged Abby even tighter before leaving. You sure you don't want to switch cars, Papa? She said, looking out at the driveway. Abby's mom had an SUV that they were still paying for. Apparently, when you bought a new car, it could take years to pay off. Papa had bought his van from some guy in the city for cash. No, I don't want my tools sitting in the hospital parking lot, Papa said while adjusting his flat cap. Abby's mom hugged her again. I love you. Enjoy dance. Try to be safe, okay? Okay, Mom. Abby said. I mean it. Her mom hugged her again. Please be safe. This time, the hug was so long that it was awkward. Abby's mom went out into the driveway, trying very hard not to look at the van. Well, that was odd. It was almost like she didn't think she'd see you again. Yeah, she's just being silly. Abby said, remembering her words. Please be safe. Papa stayed in the driveway, waving to Abby's mom. As soon as she was gone, he took the cigar from his pocket and lit it. Why don't you get your dance stuff? We'll get going in a few minutes, okay? He said between puffs. Abby nodded her head, going back in the house. Silly, your mother seemed very concerned. I don't think that's silly at all. She obviously doesn't want us in the van, Louis said. Abby shrugged and grabbed her dance bag, then headed outside. Her booster seat was waiting for her. She put her bag down, hearing Bluey grunt a little inside. He had asked to ride in the bag, safe from the dirt and grime. Of course, Abby could have left him at home, but she'd only been at dance for a little while, and she felt better having her friend with her. How come we're leaving so early? Abby asked her papa. He hung out the door, brushing his cigar on the ground and putting it out. Half of it was still left, so he put it back in his mouth, chewing on the plastic tip. I need to stop at the gas station. What was that? Louie asked. We've got to get gas, Abby said to the yellow bag. The explosive stuff. Don't worry. Remember what Dad said. It's only dangerous when it's not in the car. Well, Abby, it won't be in the car if we've got to get it from the pump, Louie muttered. Abby tried not to worry. I'm sure Papa has gone gas plenty of times without blowing himself up. Still, she looked at that cigar in his mouth. Papa went into the roundabouts like they were thrill rides and passed old ladies like they were in a race. Abby was used to this kind of driving since her father had learned from him. But in the van, it was more exciting, given the way it swayed and had trouble going straight. 
Plus, you had the extra entertainment of watching Papa's tools slide around on the floor. It was an exciting few minutes in which Abby's seatbelt came in handy a number of times. Well, that was fun, Abby said when he finally pulled into the gas station. Is it over? Please tell me we've landed, Bluey called from inside the dance bag, which had rolled across the floor and was now sitting next to a circular saw. Abby picked her bag up and unzipped Bluey. Papa got out and helped Abby slide open her door. He still had the unlit cigar in his mouth. I'm sure he wouldn't, she thought. She was just about to say something. Then Papa took a $20 bill out of his pocket, followed by a second one. He handed them both to Abby. Forty bucks. It was the most money she ever held. Go inside and tell the guy I want thirty bucks on pump two. You can grab yourself a candy bar with the change if you'd like, Papa said. Abby was delighted. Oh, the power, the authority. Going into a gas station all by herself? She was so proud. She nodded her head, too excited to speak. She walked with her shoulders back, and Bluey asked, He wants us to go alone? Is this man an idiot? Stop it, Bluey. I've got this, Abby said. You may not realize this, but gas stations aren't all the same. Sometimes you have fancy new ones with large convenience stores and sandwich shops in them. Sometimes you have crummy ones with little booths and bulletproof glass, where the attendant sits on a stool and speaks through a microphone. Other times you might have an old gas station, where they still work on cars using noisy air tools. These places sometimes have little convenience stores that smell like oil and history. This was Papa's favorite kind of gas station. Abby went through the door and looked around. There were two coolers full of drinks, a shelf full of plastic oil cartons, and just below the counter, three rows filled with different types of candy. Oh, my, Bluey and Abby said together. Uh, can I help you? The attendant asked, looking up from his book. He seemed like an adult to Abby, but he wasn't. He was a high school kid, and he wasn't used to people coming in in the evening. Most people paid with their cards at the pump. Papa wants $30 on pump, too, please. She said, putting the money down on the counter. And I'm going to get some candy. She knew what an important decision this was. Chocolate or fruity? A bar or a bag? How could anyone decide? The attendant got up and went to the window, glancing out. There were controls in front of the glass. He hit a few buttons on the fancy machine while Abby kept looking around the store. She noticed a big red switch not far from the register, about halfway across the counter. Is that him there? The high school kid asked. Papa was friends with the gas station's owner, so the kid recognized him. Abby had to stand on her tiptoes to look out. Papa had already taken the gas line down and pushed the handle into his van. Yep, she said. What's that in his hand? Bluey asked. Abby watched Papa bring something to his mouth. His thumb was moving and a small light flashed just above his finger. He brought it to the cigar and smoke started puffing from it. Abby could see a little red dot of light. He's smoking, Abby said in shock. Certain that Papa should know better, the attendant turned back to the glass. Well, that's just great. The sign says right there. You gotta stop him, Abby said. A look crossed the attendant's face, and he no longer seemed like an adult to Abby. She realized right then that he was just another kid. A tall one, it's true, but not someone used to having to make hard decisions or to telling people what to do. He glanced down at his book, wishing the little girl would just go away. What do you want me to do? He's already pumping. The attendant was suddenly very uncomfortable with the way Abby and her stuffed blue elephant were staring at him. 
He's a chicken, Abby. He won't do a thing, Louis said. Abby's eyes went to that big red switch. The attendant saw it as well, but he was a second too late to stop her. Abby climbed halfway up the counter, using the candy shelves as steps. She reached and pulled the switch. You might be asking how she knew it was a pull and not a push. See, the instructions were written clearly on the front, right under the words, in case of fire. Of course, there was no actual fire, just a little bit of burning, and if the attendant had been willing, he could have hit a different button and shut the pump off. That would have been his chance to explain to Papa that smoking at a gas station is not only a bad idea, but it's also illegal. Papa was not a mean person. He had a few bad habits, but if the attendant had spoken to him, he would have put the cigar out as asked. Things went very differently than that, though. See, above every gas pump are large tanks filled with a powder. It's called a dry chemical agent, and it's made to put out burning flammable liquids. It'll pretty much put out any other kind of fire, too, including cigars. Those tanks are basically giant fire extinguishers that will blanket everything under them in a cloud of yellowish-white powder. The attendant had never seen it happen before. Most people haven't. Papa took another puff of his cigar. Then he heard an odd sound from above him. He looked up from under the bill of his flat cap, wondering what that hissing sound was. Then it happened. The nozzles above all four pumps opened, and the extinguishers started to spread. Abby was back on her tiptoes, watching Papa disappear. Ooh, that's not good, Louis said. The attendant and Abby looked at each other as the powder finished spraying. There was dust blowing in from under the door. The windows were completely covered. The attendant's mouth hung open, worrying about what his boss would say. Then he heard something much more frightening. Papa was moving out there in the dust cloud, and he wasn't happy. The cursing was loud enough for everyone to hear. A white, dusty monster swung the gas station door open. What's the big idea? Papa snarled. I didn't want you to blow up, Abby yelled. Papa opened his mouth, ready to yell back at his granddaughter, something he'd never actually done before. He looked down at Abby, and his fists unclenched as he sighed. Well, I suppose I don't want to blow up either, Papa said. Bluey looked back at the frightened attendant. I bet his boss won't feel the same. Abby wanted to laugh at the little elephant, but she stayed quiet while looking at the panic attendant, knowing it wasn't a good time to even smile. She felt bad for him, but she knew she'd do it again if it meant saving her papa. Too bad there wasn't an easier way to get him to quit smoking or avoid blowing himself up. Grandparents were a big responsibility. Hey guys, I'm so glad I got this chance to bring you this latest Bluey and Abby story. Originally, this scene was part of my pirate book, and it was the grandfather in that story that got dusted. Believe me, by the end, he deserved it. But on my last draft, he wasn't as big a part of the book. As a side note, I worked in a gas station as a teenager, and I spent a lot of time wondering what would happen if I pulled that switch. I don't think the papa in this story actually deserved what happened to him, especially since he's based on my own father, who is an incredibly hard worker and very helpful. He doesn't curse either, by the way. Unfortunately, my dad is a smoker, and I would do anything to get him to quit. It's a terrible habit. Maybe this story will help. Originally, my father was supposed to read the part of Papa, but we've been practicing our social distancing, trying to keep people like him safe. I've learned a lot from my dad over the years and care a great deal about him, but since I'm a firefighter and my wife is an ER nurse, we've been trying to keep him away from us. Hopefully, this will all be over soon. But in the meantime, stay safe and thanks for listening. As always, the music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Smoking is bad and, and you should never do it.